good morning for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones, TGIF. Oh yeah, baby. It's Friday. Hey, I hope you're excited. I'm always excited. It's Friday. Well, today I want to kind of introduce something I'd like to come back to uh, in a few weeks. And that is what I'm going to call the resurrection connection, the resurrection connection. You know, and, and, and this is interesting, I really think, because one of the things we see without, you know, throughout all the Bible, and it's something interesting just for all of us to think about is, by and large, when God does miracles, things that really can't be explained, and they're all over the Bible, um, you know, usually he'll repeat them. He may not repeat them exactly in the same way, but he'll repeat them kind of in one form or another. You know, for instance, like the children of Israel will walk on dry land through the Red Sea. Jesus will walk on the water. Elisha will feed a bunch of prophets with just a little bit of food and and make the comment they had a little bit left over. And Jesus will feed the 5,000 and make the exact same comment. Those are just two there. I could give you literally tons more. But just as an example of the fact that God kind of repeats things. And, and so I think it's interesting that when we come to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is not something like brand new that we've never heard of before in, in the pages of the Bible, or the pages of scripture. God has raised people from the dead before, and God will raise people from the dead again. In the end times, when God comes back to remake the world, he will raise um, every single person, their body, to life, and they will be judged uh, at the great white throne judgment, and the books will be opened, and and we, you know, if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you know, um, then our soul and our body will go to be with the Lord, and if not, then we will go to be judged uh, in eternity and hellfire, and so there's some realities there for all of us to think about. Well, I want to just walk you through chronologically just today, just to get thinking about sort of this resurrection connection in the Bible. Now, I might miss a few, and if I do, please send me a couple um, that, that I would have missed because, you know, it's not like there probably are some studies out there around this idea, but I, I have yet to find them. Um, and, and I'm sure someone's probably studied this, but this is sort of a new one for me. And so kind of the what, what I'm sort of challenging all of us to think through when it comes to the resurrection is the fact that, you know, Jesus' resurrection is different than all the other resurrections because God himself, Jesus is God, raises from the dead on his own power. The Bible says in the book of Romans that Jesus was raised again by the power of the Holy Spirit. So every other resurrection we see in the Bible has some sort of connection from the Lord where God uses someone um, to raise, you know, raise someone else from the dead. So that differentiates Jesus' resurrection from the rest of them. But we can kind of see these resurrections pointing to it. So for instance, the very first one we come across that that I can think of is in Genesis 22, where Abraham is asked by God to sacrifice his son. And if you read Genesis 22, you won't see anything in there about a resurrection. But if you were to go all the way to the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, you would find out why Abraham was going to follow through with this because of what he thought God was going to do with his son. And the Bible says it this way in Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 17, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. 
and he who had received the promise was in the act of offering his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was even able to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did not receive him back. So we find out in the New Testament that Abraham was believing that God was going to raise Isaac from the dead because God always keeps his promises. So that's kind of chronologically the first time in the Bible that we come across this idea of the resurrection. And although it's not mentioned in the Old Testament, um, we find that out in the New Testament. So the first actual resurrection I can think of, again, if I miss it, then hey, you let me know, (laughs) is Elijah and the boy he raises from the dead. There's a boy that dies, and in 1 Kings 17, you can go read it, starting down in verse 17 through verse 24, the Bible will say, And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper chamber to the house and delivered him to his mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. So the son had literally died. Elijah brought him back, and he was raised again. And then Elisha will also, I believe, do a resurrection. And then you have another very interesting one with Elisha. So this is in 1 Kings. It's the historical books of the Old Testament. And this one is really interesting. And again, just thinking through this as sort of cameo pictures pointing us to the greatest resurrection of all the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Bible will say this. Now, Elisha had died. So this is Elisha, not Elijah. He was the protege of Elijah. And the Bible will say this. Um, So Elisha died and they buried him. Now bands of Moabites used to invade the land in the spring of the year. And as a man was being buried, behold, a marooting band was seen, and the man was thrown into the grave of Elisha. And as soon as the man touched Elisha's bones, he revived and stood to his feet. So this guy is dead, you know, falls into this or gets pushed into this uh, this cave where Elisha's bones are, this burial ground. And when this guy touches Elisha's bones, he comes back to life. I mean, yeah, that wow, that must have been like crazy, right? Like, whoa! You know, hey, Bill, you're dead. Now you're alive. (laughs) And so the idea, again, is that, you know, resurrection, as far as the Lord Jesus Christ, um, yes, is different because Jesus is God. But the reality is the, the, the idea of a resurrection is not a new thing because God wrote the rule book. God is God. He can do whatever he sees fit. And he always gives us sort of pictures before he does, if you will, the greatest thing. And the same with the Lord Jesus Christ. So even in Jesus' ministry, we see this. There's a little girl in Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 21 and ending, oh, let's see, ending right around verse um, 43. And again, I won't read this for sake of time, um, but Jesus will, you know, will go to this little girl and he'll raise her from the dead. And, and so it ultimately pictures his own resurrection. And then a little bit later in John chapter 11, we have the famous statement where Jesus says, uh, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And then Jesus will, will, will say you know, to Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth, or Lazarus, come out. And the man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said, Unbind him and let him go. And so of all the resurrections, probably... As far as the most, you know, uh, vivid outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have this guy, he's been dead four days and they're saying, look, he stinks. And then he comes out wrapped in grave clothes and he's alive. You know, um, you know, just who wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall? And so as we continue on, then we have the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus um, has died on the cross for our sins and is gloriously risen again. And it's interesting what, uh, what, what the Bible says 
about this. We, we have a lot of different verses um, that, that, that were given in regards to the Lord Jesus Christ. But, you know, specifically like in the book of Acts, I think is, is maybe the most pronounced. And, and probably somewhere around 10 or 11 times, the book of Acts will mention whom God raised from the dead and will not see corruption. And you'll see that almost that same phrase repeated over and over again. And, and so, you know, we can go to Matthew, we can go to Mark, you can go to Luke, we can go to John, and, and we'll see the fact that Jesus, he who was dead, is now risen again. Let me just read uh, one, one particular account. We'll, we'll pick on the book of Mark, for instance. We'll just read that. In Mark 16, uh, the Bible says, When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James of Siloam, brought spices so they might go and anoint Jesus. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb and they were saying, Who will roll away the stone for us? And when they arrived, they saw the stone had been rolled away because it was large. And there was someone there who said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who is crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go and tell his disciples. And so, and so you just have this you know, beautiful, beautiful scene where the Lord Jesus Christ is risen again. And these women come, and then they go tell the disciples, and Peter and John race, and, and, and uh, they, they get there. And finally, you know, they, they see that Jesus' body is not there, and he's risen from the dead. I mean, awesome, right? Well, the Bible's not done. The Bible actually tells us in, in the book of Matthew chapter, uh, I believe it's 27, um, that there were many saints that were risen again that same day who came out of their graves. Now, the Bible doesn't make any more comment about that. So not only did Jesus rise again, but you had all these people who were dead, uh, saints, and they come out of the grave. I mean, whoa, crazy stuff. So that's why I, I kind of call this the resurrection connection. And then it doesn't stop there because then you get to Jesus' disciples and then you have Peter in, in Acts, the same book that I had just mentioned, uh, in, in Acts. Actually, let me read you the verse in Matthew just in case you want to check it out for yourself. Matthew 25 or 27, Matthew 27, 52 says, The tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised from the dead. And so then, you know, then you have uh, Peter in Acts chapter 9 raises a lady named Tabitha from the dead. And then you have Paul in maybe the most curious of the resurrections. In Acts chapter 20, he's preaching and this guy is in a second story or third story window, falls out and dies. Uh, you know, it's a long message and he's tired, whatever. He falls out a window and dies and Paul raises him from the dead. Peter raises, you know, you Tabitha from the dead. And so you see this continuing and, and I didn't even think to mention, I got so excited, <laughs> Ezekiel 38 and 39, which Ezekiel, wait, this is back in the Old Testament before Jesus was risen. And there's this valley of dry bones and God literally brings to life an entire army, uh, bone by bone, flesh by flesh. I mean, just incredible. And so, you know, when we think through these things and we think about these things, there's, there, there's much that we need to process. And so, you know, I think so often when it comes to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can never make too much of that. And so please don't ever think that, that I'm trying to make less of the resurrection of Christ. Absolutely not. If anything, I'm trying to make more of it because the reality is God all throughout the Bible was pointing to the resurrection and pointing from it. And then when we get to the end times, we will see ultimately that each of us and when we die, the Bible says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. And so 
each of us will ultimately one day, we will die. And for those of us that know Jesus Christ, we will go and be with him forever in heaven, in glory. Hallelujah, right? But not with our body, not right away. God will give us a new body, the Bible says. And so there will be another resurrection. How incredible is that, friends? I mean, wow. You know, when we think about that, I mean, that's just amazing. And so that is still yet to happen. And then in the book of Revelation, there will be two witnesses. Most people think it's Elijah and Moses. We don't know for sure, but they will witness of great things. And they will be killed. And the Bible says they will lay in the street for three days, mimicking the death, you know, literally the death and ultimately the resurrection of Christ. And the Bible says the whole world will see them and God will raise them from the dead. So the resurrection connection is all throughout the Bible. And honestly, as I continue to study this, I'm sort of in the middle of it. That's why I'd like to come back and do a couple of other parts to this. Um, There are more I know that I've missed, you know. I know there are. So, you know, maybe if you think of one of those, you can send it to me and say, hey, you missed this one. Um, and, And so what a beautiful, beautiful truth. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins was buried, gloriously rose again, and will return one day. Hallelujah. Love it. And so, you know, we always say at our church, Christmas is about Easter. Jesus did not come to be a baby. He came to be a man, to die on the cross for our sins, to be buried, to gloriously rise again, to ascend to heaven, and one day he will come back. And we await that return. And so, you know, today I just want to encourage you to think through that. Um, you know, for some of uh, for some of you, it, it may be new. I don't know uh, some of these resurrections. Frankly, for me, there were a few of them I kind of forgotten about. And as I started looking more and more at the, you know, at, at, at the Bible, um, I started realizing, wow, there are more resurrections than I realized. You know, so I suppose if you add up all the ones I just shared with you, that's probably. Uh, I don't have them listed, but I'm going to guess 12 to 15, and I'm suspecting. By the time you add up all the resurrections in the Bible, you're probably pushing at least close to 20, if not more. That's pretty impressive. You know, that's uh, with 66 books in the Bible, on average, that's one every third book. Um, So that's a fair amount, you know. Uh, And so it's a great reminder to us that God usually, when he does something that doesn't physically make sense to us, like a resurrection. um, You know, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. He will usually repeat it. And so there's no difference in the resurrection. However, in the case of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus himself was raised by the glory of the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so that differentiates Jesus' resurrection from all the others. Because in every other resurrection, there's an agent, a human agent in some form, um, outside of maybe uh, the two witnesses, which that's again God himself. But in just about every other instance I could think of, there's a human agent, there's a prophet, there's someone that God uses. And so that differentiates the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I hope that encourages you today. That reminds you and me that we can have victory over sin. Uh, Paul will tell us in Romans, you know, chapter 6, that how can we who died to sin live in it any longer? Because of the resurrection of Christ, we were slaves of sin, now we're slaves of righteousness. And so I hope that encourages you this Friday. That as you think on these things and as we march forward to the resurrection again to celebrate it, as we celebrate Passion Week, that you and I think on these things and think about the resurrection connection and the connection in our own lives. 
I pray you have a great TGIF Friday. For Northeast by Midwest, this is Jonathan Jones. Think through the Resurrection Connection. And if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, oh friend, trust him today. God bless you.